voice message system. Roki and the mummy is not available. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. You don't have to give us a call back. It's time for all the day. Welcome back, everybody. Wow, episode five. Damn. Part two, episode five. Well, it, it's it's part two of a what a <laughs> fucking weekend long extravaganza, but it's episode five technically, you little bitch. So don't get it twisted, all right? Yeah, well, uh, I don't know if the if the uh, listeners knew the hardships we went through the other day. Uh, what was that Friday night? <laughs> we stayed up till four thirty in the morning. Yeah, to, uh, uh, deal with our technical difficulties, getting two episodes out. Multiple technical difficulties. Uh, let's start with that. I'll go ahead and explain it. All right. Uh, I uh, came to visit this guy that, you know, I thought something special for the first month. We would do a first ever live episode and <laughs> <laughs> didn't go too well. You know, lovely that shit. Man, we killed that fucking pie, which is great. <laughs> um, and uh yeah we had we had a fucking mighty we recorded a whole episode you guys will never get to hear the unheard episode four you got episode four but it's like a read i guess you could say it's like a uh it's still live but it's kind of like a re how would you say that it's kind of like uh it's the director's cut of episode four yeah basically the uh the the first shoot we did of episode four is like gone in the ether now like we recorded a full fucking episode and when I went to go and edit it, I remember this guy's face when he came back. I was like, motherfucker. And like, he replayed the episode and it sounded super glitchy. It was just, he was like, he was like, Hey, every, but I was like, Oh fuck, we can't put this on the air. It was like super choppy fucking. By the time we redid episode four and put something out for you guys, it was 4.30 in the morning. This guy still had to drive an hour home. We were just dead-ass tired. So this is part two of the two-part episode that was supposed to be the other day, but fuck it. Here well, it is. We, well, we promised the fans two episodes, so this is the second part. I hope you all enjoy. So last, uh, well, not last night, but the other night on episode four, you got to hear my side, my breakup stories, because this fucking prick put me on the spot <laughs> in the fucking hot seat. He wanted to hear some Dear John shit and some divorce shit. So I want to hear about your breakups, motherfucker. And I know you had some good ones. So let's talk about some P.F. Chang's, bitch. Let's talk about <laughs> some Chinese food. Go ahead and fucking tell us what the fuck happened. Oh, shit. All right, so uh the pf chang you're alluding to was uh my last serious relationship that was uh six and a half years and that was what over six years ago now damn right right. so we were living together we were living with her family trying to save money to get her own place and uh she uh became a uh, a janitor for a school district and she was always like really obsessed with money and how much she was making an hour and oh i got the great benefits and all this stuff and i was like yeah that's important and that's cool but i've always been more you know into finding something that i'm happy doing more than my paycheck uh yeah 
So anyway, she was uh, all jazzed about that. And she wait, comes wait, hold home. Hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. You, yeah. you got you got to tell them the part where uh, you just talked about doing something for your paycheck. Tell them about how she kind of like wanted to pick your career for you. Remember? Oh, I think you would look so cute as a cop. I can see <laughs> you in a cop's uniform. Yeah, well, I mean, I had thought about being a cop before uh, I ever got with her, but it was a mistake telling her that because, you know, she, uh, oh, the government or state benefits and the uniform and, you know, the paycheck and, oh, you'd look so great in the uniform and you should go for it and, yeah, all that shit. Yeah, it never happened. I uh, applied to a few academies, never went, and, yeah, it just never happened. But, yeah, she was always pushing me for something more, and she actually uh, tried to get me to become a uh, a janitor with her at this school district and so i said you know what i think i was making 12 dollars an hour at the time and, and this janitor gig was like 19 dollars an hour it was nights and you were all by yourself you could listen to music do your own thing so i oh, said you know what right. fuck Beautiful. it i'll try it for one night i go there it's just me and this uh foreign lady i don't know if she's mexican spanish or something but she has this really thick accent i can barely understand what she's saying She's uh, showing me how to properly clean a toilet and she sticks the, the goddamn toilet brush in there and just starts just jacking this brush off in the fucking toilet <laughs> <laughs> and the water, water splashing everywhere. And she gets this toilet water on her fucking arms and Roki here, he could tell you I'm a germaphobe, you know, oh, this motherfucker is uh, a big time. The other night when fucking I was telling you guys, he shared it on the last episode. I had to open the door with my shirt. This motherfucker, <laughs> hey, this hey, look, if you got germs on you, this motherfucker, he ain't coming near you. If you're sick, if you're sick, stay the fuck away from me. I mean, I'm not, I'm not like what's that, uh, Howie fucking Mandel. Like, I, I'm not like this, that, dude. I can this, shake your this hand. Motherfucker, and... This motherfucker's like Patrick Bateman, not the fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can shake your hand. I don't, I'm not like obsessive compulsive about it, but you know, I just, uh, I don't like fucking germs, man. I don't like, like taking out trash and you know, all that nasty shit. So I see this uh, lady clean this fucking toilet. And the minute I seen that toilet water splash on her arm, I'm just like, no, I'm out. This is fucking disgusting. So uh, I left that night, never came back, quit that job. And uh, I was actually working at Oakley at the mall selling sunglasses still so i still had that job so i told my uh, fiance at the time sorry i'm out it ain't happening i know that that's like the means to an end to help us get more money and possibly move out but i can't i can't fucking do that shit so she was disappointed again but whatever never got uh, me, you never got me that discount by the way prick oh yeah yeah you're supposed to get some crosshairs huh that's right oh. you got our uh you got you got our uh, our other cousin some grilly glasses <laughs> fucking discount, but you never got me glasses, prick. Oh, I'll lot. write that wrong someday. It's all right. You owe me some of them glasses, even though he got the grilly pair. That's right. Uh so we're living together and uh Christmas passes, and we had just seen, you know, like we talked about on the uh, part one of this two-part episode, episode four, we talked about uh how women like Disney movies and little kid movies. Oh yeah. So her and I had just watched uh the Lego movie together, <laughs> and, <laughs> and sure enough, she loved that it. movie. It had some funny parts, I'll give it that. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so uh, for Christmas, one of the one of the gifts I got her was uh, the Lego movie on Blu-ray. And uh, Roki knows, man, I'm a very observant motherfucker. Uh, oh, fuck yeah. 
I can tell if, if you just move one thing in my bedroom or anything and I come in there a week later, I can tell you like, what the fuck? Why is that out of place? <laughs> so I go in our room, uh, me and my fiance's one night and uh, I look on the shelf and I see the Lego movie Blu-ray's gone. Oh, so shit. What the fuck happened with that? And so I wait for her to get home and I say, hey, where'd the Lego movie go? And she goes, oh, I uh, I let one of my coworkers borrow it. I go, oh, your coworker, huh? Is this a guy or a girl? It's a guy. It's- <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. Because every guy wants to watch the fucking Lego movie now, right? Oh, yeah. She said, oh, I told him how much I liked it. And he said, oh, yeah. oh I haven't seen it. Yeah, I want to see it, too. So, Oh, yeah. She, she could have told him she had green diarrhea. He would have been like, <laughs> I want to see it. Sure. I want to see that green shit in that toilet bowl right now. Because that's what I clean up for a fucking living. We'll get into that in a minute. Go ahead. <laughs> So uh, at this point, I mean, shit, six and a half years down the road, we're supposed to be getting married. We're planning a wedding. I'm starting to get comfortable and uh, more secure with our relationship. Yeah, that was a big mistake because I go kind of half jokingly go, um, oh, guy, uh, do I have anything to worry about? And she goes, oh, no, he's younger than me. And, you know, we're we're just friends. And oh, fuck. uh, Yeah, we're just buddies. That's all. I said, oh, yeah, he's younger than you, huh? So he's just like some nice kid you talk to. Yeah, yeah, he's just a nice kid. He just makes me feel special. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Then, uh, you know, the next few weeks to a few months, uh, it just stuff starts getting real awkward, man. She starts uh, starts going to the gym a lot. Uh, We're starting to see less and less of each other. I'm starting to act more weird towards her. Like, I don't. If I woke up before her in bed and I felt her move, I would fall, <laughs> I, I would fake like I was sleeping until she got out of bed and left the room. I just didn't want to be around her anymore. It felt really weird. And uh, I should have known this was a red goddamn flag. Have you ever had this happen, Roke, where uh, uh, a chick you're dating, she, uh, you know, when you're when you're started started to date her, uh, she starts wearing like thongs and stuff and, and dresses oh, sexy. Oh, fuck clothing. yeah. I can, hold on. Keep going. I want to hear some more about this. And, you know, as time goes on, it's just, oh, you know, they're kind of uncomfortable. And I'm now I got to some... wear granny panties. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah fuck yeah. I know. I I've done some, that shit. I want to wear some boy shorts or something comfortable, all that stupid Fucking. shit. Okay, fine. Whatever. Do you? Because, and... well, hold on. Yeah, go ahead. So, real, I'm sorry to intervene. I got to, no, I got to, I got to say one thing into that. So I said it in one of the previous episodes. So guys will fucking play a gimmick to get a fucking broad, but women will do the same fucking thing. You see what I'm saying? They'll play a oh, gimmick. Yeah. They'll make you think that they're horny just like you and they, they're they they're DTF just like you. But once you actually fucking become trapped, you find out they're, they're nothing like you and actually they fucking resent everything you fucking stand for. You know what I mean? Uh, they throw on the makeup and the fake uh, little chicken, chicken yeah. cutlets in their fucking titties and the nice lingerie and Fuck yeah, shit. Months to a, you know a couple of years into the relationship, they start looking like homeless bag ladies. They just fucking <laughs> just stop trying. <laughs> Motherfucker said bag ladies. Oh my fucking god! Is this shit live or is this shit live? Uh, it's as live as you can get, motherfucker. All right, go ahead and finish your fucking story, bitch. So so, so she's worked. So she's. She's done wearing the fucking G strings and the fucking low cut 
blouses yeah. and all that shit. Okay, go ahead. So it's within this kind of awkward period in time that we're having together. She says one day before she goes to work, you know, it's just been on my mind and uh, I just want to feel sexy again. And I think I want to go shopping for some thongs. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's awesome. Cool. I've been missing you wearing those. Yeah, let's do it. And uh, so we eventually get her some. And I'm still like, she's working late and, oh, I'm going to go to the gym again. And uh, think about this. I'm living with her family at this time. So she's out doing her fucking thing. And I'm at home with her goddamn parents who, yeah, I had a decent relationship with, but still like, it's fucking awkward. I spent most of the time alone in our bedroom. Uh, So yeah, shit starts getting real bad. Like I said, where we're avoiding each other now. And uh, one night she uh, doesn't come home. She usually came home around 10 PM and uh, shit. It was after 10, 10, 15, 10, 20. I didn't hear anything from her. I start getting worried and I start texting her, you know, Hey, are you okay? Where are you at? Yep, yep. And uh, shit, 10, 45, 11 comes nothing. It was finally about 11 30, 11 45 at night. She goes, Oh, I had to stop at the grocery store and pick up a few things oh, and yeah. I oh, need to get yeah. gas. <laughs> can't, can't, you can't miss that $5 Friday at fucking bonds or Safeway, right? <laughs> Where the fuck it is. Yeah. Yeah. So she walks in the door finally, shit, probably close to midnight now. And she does have some groceries in her hand. And uh, she she's just very distant and very kind of stern. And uh, I asked how her day was, you know, oh, it's fine. And uh, she whips out, as Roki uh, pointed out, a uh, bag of frozen P.F. Chang. Uh, what the fuck was it? It was like some frozen chow mein shrimp dish or something. She throws this shit in a pan starts stirring this shit melodically and uh i'm standing there with her in the kitchen and she goes so i've had a lot on my mind today oh i bet you fucking <laughs> have bitch Go ahead, bet you fucking... and uh my stomach drops because i didn't know what the fuck is coming. you've also had a lot in your mouth and a lot in yeah. your fucking uh, anal cavity <laughs> too, but, but go ahead so i go uh a lot about us and she she just nods her head yes. I'm like, oh fuck, here we go. Shit's gonna hit the fan finally. And uh I go, Well, what's on your mind? And she straight up after six and a half years and uh planning a wedding hits me with this. I feel like we're just better as friends. <laughs> oh my fucking god. After you were supposed to play Captain Motherfucking Hook, we're just better as motherfucking friends. Well. After I was supposed to get married in a winter wonderland fucking themed bullshit ass <laughs> wedding, yeah. Fucking, what, weren't you gonna have me play shmi? Oh, you were gonna be my shmi, bitch. You're always my shmi. <laughs> winter wonderland, get the fuck out of here. It's yeah. a small world. <laughs> out of here, and all that shit. No, you know what? You know what? That shit. Look. I know you haven't finished the story yet, but I want to chime in real fast and just say something. Good. Her fucking, her having the audacity to fucking, first off, just sit there and fucking tell you, like, oh, I'm, I'm working, like, not even answer your question as to fucking, like, you know, if she's all right or not. And then fucking come home, throw some, some quick meal in a pan and fucking, like, so I've got a lot on my mind right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's just fucking dog shit. Like, that's such chicken shit. 
And she still couldn't, like, she's telling, like, this is what kills me. She's telling you, I think we're better as friends, but she doesn't have the motherfucking chutzpah. <laughs> and if anyone doesn't know Yiddish out there, chutzpah is having the fucking audacity to fucking sit there and tell you that she just fucking is sucking some other dude off, basically, right? Yeah, this it's a long story, but yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, but I mean, come on, dude, what kind of chicken shit is that? That's some shit you say to someone you've been dating for three months or less. I think we're better as friends. Get the fuck out of here after six and a half years. Nah. <clears throat> so... At this point, when she says that we're just better off as friends, I, I mean, you know, I, I'm in love with this with this woman. I, I thought she was going to be my wife. Uh, I was fully invested with her. I started going into panic mode, and I'm just like, let's throw everything in, in the kitchen sink of this situation to try to solve it. So, right, I start trying to go like Doctor Phil on her and just trying to like, sal- try, trying to salvage your motherfucking relationship. Oh kinda yeah, like I was kind of like I was trying to salvage that broken ass episode the other night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kind of like we're trying to salvage that chocolate pie at that fucking shit smelling restaurant the other night, motherfucker. Like that? Exactly like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, come on, dude. And also, she had to pick fucking almost close to midnight to do this shit to, to, you know, wreck my world. Like, right before bed, we're both tired. Come on. Yeah, it's chicken shit. I'm telling you, these motherfuckers, they try to get you in like you're the most vulnerable. And by the way, disclaimer. If I ever end up in another relationship out there and a bitch is thinking about doing some shit like this to me at midnight, <laughs> better be on your motherfucking A game because I'm wide awake right now as we speak, bitch. <laughs> oh, yeah. You better hit Roki at goddamn nine in the morning. <laughs> yeah, you, better, yeah, you better be hitting me with a low blow, motherfucker, because I'm coming back for your fucking sorry ass. And uh, I'll put a pin in that story for a minute. I'll get back to that. But I want you to tell the viewers, Roki, how uh, how... What was the time frame between what I'm telling you, like this breakup, and then you remember you and your ex meeting up with me and this this ex of mine and going around uh, looking at venues for the wedding so, that we were supposed to have? So I remember, I remember, it's funny you bring that up. I, I remember that very distinctly. So me and my ex, fuck, see, now you're, now you're throwing me under the, this was uh, 2015. I won't forget. It was Valentine's Day. And I won't forget that shit because my ex was acting like fucking uh, a damn fucking pain in my fucking goddamn left side because <laughs> she was fucking over here with this bullshit. You know, I don't want to fucking. So I, I'll never forget it. She was on her fucking thing and it was Valentine's Day. I won't forget this shit. It was Valentine's Day and like we were fucking. We were trying to find every hotel room possible. And I finally found one in like the outskirts of the fucking city. And we went anyways, that's not important. I remember that shit because we were like in a bad spot at that time. I was pissed and we met up with this fucking guy the next day and his ex. And I remember we went to that fucking Indian restaurant and like, you were just oh, mortified. Yeah. <laughs> you were it was fucking terrible. Mortified. I remember this motherfucker. You want to think about germaphobe, by the way, if you want to talk about this guy, he's got like, look, you want to talk about picky fucking eaters? <laughs> this, this, this motherfucker, he fucking just looked at like every object on that buffet line. He's like, nope, not fucking with it. Not <laughs> oh, fucking dude. Do it. 
Sorry for any of our uh, Indian viewers out there, you know, but I, I just can't do that food, man. What no, was that's the, just the it one... ain't Indian food, bitch. It's fucking any kind of cuisine. Nah, I mean, well, I love me some Japanese, some Thai, some, you know, oh, uh, Chinese. Oh, bullshit, motherfucker. I've taken you some Chinese buffet. You're like, I'm not fucking comfortable here. Let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, those are some jank-ass ones with, like, frog legs and shit. <laughs> hey, that's like... okay. <laughs> I need so some anyways, American so Chinese okay. food, man. So I took this motherfucker. We went to some Indian buffet. I remember he, he was fucking, you want to talk about the other episode where he was purple and pink fucking looking <laughs> at that pie. This motherfucker looked like he was about to fucking throw up fucking for days. Fucking look at this Indian buffet. But um, so we survived. And uh, when we got up out of that buffet, we went to this park and I actually saw that little winter wonderland he was talking about. <laughs> I saw where the ship was going to fucking depart from the sea, you know, like depart from, uh, from the dock, I mean, into the sea. And you saw where the Jolly Roger was going to take port. That's right. I saw where Captain Hook was going to emerge. I saw Neverland. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the fucking Lost Boys down there in the cove. Yeah. <laughs> It's one fire. So uh, the point uh, I bring that story up for is because, yeah, that was around Valentine's Day. That was February. Now we're going to skip back to the story where uh, she's breaking up so with me. fucked up Valentine's Day, <laughs> by the way. Anyways, go ahead. She's breaking up with me on uh, March 15th. So, I mean, literally exactly a month later. And we're still looking at, at wedding venues. So she either still hadn't made up her mind yet, or she already had and didn't have the balls to tell me yet. So she was still looking at venues with me and my family and still uh, being phony as shit. So, yeah. Anyways, back to the story where uh, I'm trying to uh, salvage my life here. And uh, you almost did. Yeah. So I sit her down and I'm thinking in my head, okay, my first line of defense is I'm just going to be super calm and super rational and just be like, look, you know, what's going on right now? Like, let's figure this out. And, and uh, she basically tells me, uh, you know, she wants to go back to school and she's uh, disappointed with the way like her life direction is gone. And she feels like oh, I should geez. do the same. And I started, so, so, you know, so, so her problems are becoming your problems. Some, well, yeah, she's trying, she's doing that thing where she's trying to take blame herself, but she's really saying, like, no, you motherfucker, like, you're not doing enough in fucking life. Dog <laughs> shit. That's fucking bullshit. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm going to explain more on this in a moment, but go ahead. So, you know, I'm just uh, Mr. Yes Man in this moment. Oh, I'm just, oh, yeah, we'll take classes. I mean, yeah, let's do it. I agree yeah. with you, you know. Real happy. Well, yeah. Oh, gung-ho. So, uh she, she, as I said in previous uh, episodes, she went to school to be a pastry chef. And I said, why you talked about opening up your own uh, pastry shop. Why don't you do that? Oh, I don't know anything about business and I would need a loan and this, this and that and kind of excuses. And I go, okay, well, you should do it. You know, go ahead, do it. And uh, so, yeah, she just sticks to her guns though and says, yeah, I just, I don't feel like, you know, we should be together anymore. Or, no, she actually doesn't come right out and say it. Uh, she just goes, yeah, um, it's really late and I'm tired. So I'm, I'm going to go to bed, but yeah, you know, we can talk about this later. And she walks off and goes in our bedroom and I'm sitting on the couch, just dumbfounded. And I, I'm thinking, nah, she still ended this shit, I, but I need her to say it. And so I walked Fuck. in our fucking room, pitch black room. She's already in bed, got a fucking eye mask over her eyes. This is the best could... fucking part. <laughs> I click my uh, flashlight on my phone, shine it in her face, and I fucking flip the eye mask up and I go, 
tell me right now that this is over. And she just seriously, fucking as you could be, like a serial killer, just looks at me and goes, yeah, it's over. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's your closing line right there. It's over. It's so, like, I mean, again, he, just... Here's ahead. the thing that fucking kills me. I, I got I to gotta chime in right here. Yeah. Let's just say... And you remember what I said last night about how guys... I, I would say most guys want like things to be fucking infinite. Let's just pretend the tables were turned here and you were the one doing this fucking dog shit, right? Uh, How would you be fucking revered as like, would you be revered as this great guy? Of course not. Or would you be like the biggest prick walking the face of planet fucking earth at this point? Well, of course, her and her family, they would have said, you know, you're better off without him. He he fucked up. He made the biggest mistake of his life. So, you. hold on. You just said something. So let me ask you another question. Even though you weren't, the tables weren't turned and it was her doing this to you, did her family not say the same thing you just said right now regardless? Oh, yeah, for sure. So what the fuck's the difference? And I want all of our listeners out there to soak this in and drink this in. And take this with the fucking grain of salt. If you yeah. go out as the bad guy, you're a prick. If you go out as a good guy, <laughs> you're still a motherfucking prick. So what the fuck does it fucking matter, motherfucker? Exactly. That's why Roki and I, uh, we've always said, if we ever get in another relationship again, we're not going to give two shits about what their family I don't give about a us. fuck. Because it doesn't matter. I don't give a fuck anymore. You know what? My ex probably hates my fucking guts. And I know her family probably does too, but you know what, dude? I don't give a fuck anymore because you know what? Hey, life goes on. That's the story of life, guys. Um, this guy got did wrong. His fucking ex's fucking family fucking uh, still talk shit about him. I think you said her mom blocked you on fucking the internet or something. Yeah, blocked me when I still had a Facebook. She blocked me on that shit. Yeah. His mom went as far to her mom went as, as far to block you and. Fucking her dad was acting like a prick, like he was confusing. He knew what was happening. And the new motherfucker that's in play, fuck that guy too. And I remember. Oh, you're jumping way ahead. We're still, I still got miles and miles ago on this story. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I didn't mean, go ahead. (laughs) Tell Tell your story. So. She tells me it's over, and uh, again, it's just like goddamn Mike Tyson just punched me in the fucking gut. And I'm just like, shit, dude, my life is completely different from here on out, you know? And I got nowhere to go. This is her her family's house. At the time, my family was uh, living an hour away. And this is the middle of the night now. This is shit, one thirty two in the morning. And, uh, you know, my family's usually night owls, but I'm just like, you know, I don't want to crash their door at three in the morning and tell them all this shit. Fuck it. I'm going to get in my truck and I'm just going to try to sleep in my truck for one night. I, I parked in a, an abandoned mall parking lot and try to sleep in my truck for like two hours it was fucking misery man that was probably the lowest point of my life it fucking sucks so bad uh so the sun started coming up and i'm like okay i'm gonna go drive to my my families and uh tell them what's going on now told them they were all shocked you know they had obviously known my ex for years and uh they they loved her and stuff and uh, she actually worked with my sister back in the day, so she knew her. Uh, that's you know, she just knew the family, so it was a big shock to everybody. But uh, 
yeah so i crashed there for a few nights and uh i'm trying to desperately still put this back together and i text my ex uh, a day or two later and i said look i think after six and a half years together you know i deserve a little bit more than just that bullshit ass fucking plate of pf chang and the kick out the door <laughs> you you wanted that full closure right yeah exactly what you fucking wanted it's what you yeah. felt you rightfully fucking deserved so uh she actually said yeah i, th- I think you're right and uh, i'm willing to you know to talk with you more about this and stuff so yeah let's meet up and i said yeah i, I want some privacy so let's oh get by the up. way i'm just letting the view the listeners know out there if I was this guy, I, I, my dick would have already done been wet fucking that whole goddamn week. But just go ahead, keep <laughs> fucking talking. I would have, I would have already jumped on to the next flavor of the week, motherfucker. But go ahead. Oh, I, I should have, yeah, for sure. Uh, so she says, yeah, let's get a hotel room, and uh, I said, okay, great. So like a dipshit, man. I don't know. I'm just such an optimist of uh, romance that I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna get my fucking girl back and. And uh, she loved those uh, lemon pound cakes from like Starbucks and I knew her favorite flower. And uh, so I go to the store, I go to Safeway, I buy her the fucking lemon pound cake. I buy her her favorite flowers. I show up at at her parents' house with this shit in hand. And the minute she opens the door and sees it, she just fucking falls apart and starts crying. And in my dumbass fucked up head, I'm thinking, oh, I got her. This is such a good move. Like this meant a lot to her. No, oh, it did. <laughs> oh, it meant a lot. You better fucking believe that shit. Uh, she hits me with, you shouldn't have done that. And I go, oh, why? I mean, I love you. Of course I'm going to do this. And she goes, no, you really shouldn't have done that. Like, <laughs> you should have. Oh, she's the fucking Hulk now. You really shouldn't have made her fucking mad. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Aww. Like basically saying like, no, motherfucker, you just wasted your time and money getting that shit. No matter what you do. Uh, even if you had keys to a brand new car, it ain't going to fucking matter. So, uh, at this point, uh, we get in my truck and we start heading to a, a, a hotel in Walnut Creek and I'm fucking stewing because, you know, she just told me that like, you know, oh, you shouldn't have done right. that. So, oh, fuck no. I'm driving like a goddamn maniac out there and uh, I'm so pissed about it. By the time the whole way, all the way, like shit, I don't know, half hour to Walnut Creek, we pull up to the, uh, hotel and, I had every intention of paying for the hotel, but uh, after oh, that fucking shit, we walk up to the desk and they go, hi, uh, how can I help you? And I said, yeah, we'd like a room for two. And I look at my ex and I <laughs> right in her eyes, I go, yeah, who's fucking paying for this room? And I said it right in front of the, the concierge and shit. And she goes, I-, I-, I will. And I go, you goddamn right. Yeah, you will. <laughs> damn right. Yeah, you better fucking pay for that shit. You better pay for that shit. It was like $200 a night or some shit. So she paid for it. We go up there, I throw the flowers on the bed, and we just start arguing. And she's sitting there like like she's a fucking corpse. Like, well, no matter what I say, it just doesn't matter. It's going one ear and out the other. It, it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> I'm with your new little bald Caillou-looking motherfucker <laughs> now. But go ahead, we'll get on to that story <laughs> in a minute. So after shit, probably two, maybe even three hours of just yelling at her and arguing and just, you know, getting everything out. I just finally know, okay, you know what? This is over. Nothing I say is going to salvage this shit. So I just try to ask her, you know what? I know it's over and it's fine. But uh, can you just at least do me a favor? Let's just, you know, have sex one more time. Oh, geez. For good old fucking sake. (laughs) You really want to do that shit? That's okay. Hey, I won't judge you for that. You should have went and got you a bar fucking slut is what I'm saying. But go ahead. 
You got to you got to get that last one in there, man. All right. Well, <clears throat> that that's your fucking preference, but go ahead tell the fucking tell the rest of the story. I, I can't <laughs> wait to start talking about this motherfucker. But go ahead. <laughs> oh, I know you're itching. So uh so we fuck and uh you know, it was it was pretty good under the circumstances and I knew at the time she had been on the pill for years that we've been together. So I bust inside of her and uh, she looks at me just freaked out and she goes, I'm not on the pill. I go, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. But you're so, so fucked up in your mind. You're like, Oh yay, Maybe I don't want kids, but maybe at this point I can get her pregnant and she'll stay with me forever and ever. Dude, it's even more fucked up than that. Uh, you're half right on that. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I had the thought of, well, if I get her knocked up, maybe like uh, I didn't even think she would stay with me. I just thought it would still be nice to have this kind of a connection to her for the rest of my life, like sharing a kid, even if I wasn't in a relationship with her. How fucked up is that? So it's pretty, uh, pretty fucked up. But go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, I wasn't the right state. That's, of that's beyond fucked up. But go ahead. But uh I had that thought before I busted. And then once I did, you know, once you get that venom out, man, I started getting clarity like a goddamn monk, man. I was just like, oh, fuck. I don't want to. I don't want to do this. As soon as you came, you came to your senses. Exactly. (laughs) It's, it's, you know, my boy, BJ Oakerson, he's got a great bit uh, about, you know, the differences between what you'll do on a full set of balls and an empty sack. So, yeah, give that a listen if you can. So she goes, uh. Yeah, I'm not on the pill. Will you buy me the morning after pill? And I go, sure. Yeah. And uh, so I go, you know what? I'm I'm kind of hungry. You know, we're pretty fucking exhausted. Why don't we go uh, go eat something? She goes, yeah, that's uh, that'd be nice. So there's a, a cheesecake factory within walking distance. So we walk over there, put her names down for a table. They go, oh, you know, whatever. It's a 20 minute wait. They give us a little goddamn disc, you know, that buzzes when it's ready. <laughs> we go out. <laughs> We go out and sit by a fountain outside in the courtyard. And uh, at this point, it, it took me a fucking while to catch on, motherfucker. But uh, I started asking her, you know, I feel like uh, you're not telling me the whole the whole truth here. Uh, I definitely feel like there's somebody else. And she goes, I told Uh-oh. you, I told you there's nobody else. There's nobody <laughs> else. And I promise me right now. And she goes, yeah, I promise. And like. I mean, not even 10 oh. minutes later. It's just quiet. We're sitting there. She turns out, That mummy's trying to fucking play fucking Magnum P.I. over here. Oh, yeah. I, I just <laughs> interrogating the shit out of her. So uh, she turns to me and goes, yeah, there is someone else. And again, dude, I mean, even after the, the, the full nut release I just got, it's just, again, just hitting, fucking punched in the gut. And so, again, I'm stewing. I mean, it's just this roller coaster of emotions. And uh, we get our table. And I don't know if you guys, you know, I'm sure you guys have seen it, but we got sat in one of those half booth, half chair fucking weird things. Oh, and I fucking love those fucking kind of tables. I'm a bigger fucking guy, so. <laughs> I, I always take the chair of course my guests can sit their asses on the little fucking booth i don't care yeah i sat in the chair she sat in the booth the only bad thing is for this situation we were like almost elbow to elbow with the other patrons of of the cheesecake factory oh i don't give a fuck hey you want an audience bring it motherfucker they bought tickets to the right show yeah 
dude, how fucked up it was. Even in this moment I'm about to get to, I had that thought in my mind where I go, you know what? This is really a really funny, great situation if you're not in it. If I was the dude next to me, I would love this shit to eavesdrop on this conversation. Oh, fuck yeah. You got a show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we sit down. The waitress, I felt so bad. She came over all bubbly and sweet. Hi, how are you guys doing today? Can I start you off with some drinks? <laughs> kind of like the guy Black Bear did the other night. That's yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I turned to her. I mean, because, you know, my world's in shatters. I turn to her and just be a complete cocksucker. And I just go, uh, I go, yeah, we know what we want. Give me a fucking drink. I want this. She's going to have that. I'm going to get the chicken sandwich. She's getting the fucking fish tacos please leave <laughs> and she left oh you're a little fucking moody motherfucker now aren't you oh yeah i'm sure we got fucking <laughs> god knows what the hell they did to our food back there in the kitchen but whatever that was the least of my worries fucking put their boogers in it so uh put i just in it. <laughs> oh yeah probably <laughs> i mean shit i mean the, the drinks came i downed them and uh, the food came i just lost my appetite uh i mean i took like two bites of that fucking chicken sandwich oh yeah a couple bites of those fish tacos and i start again with the interrogations and i go uh 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 (laughs) so tell me what is it about this uh this new guy that uh, he has that i don't (laughs) uh what does he look like is he like the opposite of me is he taller than me does he have blonde hair i mean what is it and her response was uh oh wait i want i want the whole fucking wide world to hear this shit right now because I love this part, but go ahead, go ahead. Tell, tell him what the fuck was said. Actually, he reminds me a lot of you. <laughs> reminds you a lot. Okay. All right. Go, oh, really? In what way? Oh, well, if we're at work and uh, one of our uh, bosses or superiors is, is mean to me, he'll defend me and he, he likes to protect me just like you. Oh, yeah. Oh, he defends the fuck. Yeah. yeah. Takes my Lego movie. Yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch, I never got that back. <laughs> so uh, I started look. I started uh, asking her about appearances, and I go, "Okay, what color hair does he have? Brown, just like yours. What color eyes? Brown, just like yours." For those of you out there wondering, I'm gonna I'm gonna just real, let him finish his his uh, survey. But I just want you, <laughs> you know this same motherfucker. I did a little pre-screen on. I got a feel for this motherfucker later on. That's a different story. But go ahead. <laughs> okay, okay. How tall is he? Oh, he's your height, actually shorter. Uh, he's just, oh, he's as tall as you, motherfucker. Just, you <laughs> yeah, bullshit. When he when he wears when he wears them fucking risers, he's as tall as you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I said, okay. So he likes to protect you, and you're saying he kind of looks like me. So what what is it? He makes more money than I do. Well, no, that has nothing to do with it. Yeah, sure, it doesn't. So uh, at this by, point, by, by, by the ahead. way, what? real quick, I'm sorry, and no, I you're want, fine. I'll let you finish. I'm sorry. I keep chiming in. Go ahead. I want all y'all, mother, you know, everyone out there listening. I want y'all to listen to what this motherfucker's saying right now. Okay. Like, I mean, this is like your stereotypical bullshit because remember if anyone out there's ever been cheated on, which I'm pretty sure probably a good portion of our listeners have, they made it this far because we have fucking two. I'm um, sure I did left and right those months she was uh, at the gym all the time. But, but and, hey, yeah, hey, I ain't no saint. I did some shit in the past myself that maybe I shouldn't have been doing. Ooh, okay. Anyways, but let me just say, um, I don't know. I can't speak for everyone, but all the women that I've been with and this guy's been with, they're not organic. You see how like what his ex just said? Like he kind of reminds me of you. Like 
why don't you just try to find something different? Like, you notice how, like, fucking all these broads got to have a type? Like, they got to find your fucking replica, like your duplicate. <laughs> like, your fucking, like, they got to find, like, the B-list fucking version of you. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're trying to find some Mr. Potato Head 2.0 version of you. They're, and, like, they're trying to find the straight-to-DVD motherfucking version of your ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead, dude. Keep fucking talking. Spill this story. We're going to we're gonna shoot in a minute here, cowboy. <laughs> So we leave the cheesecake factory. And again, at this point, I'm so stewing that I know she's been, you know, cheating on me and leave me for another dude. I'm thinking, bitch, I don't care if you have my kid or not. I'm not buying a goddamn fucking morning after pill. Fuck that. She goes, will you at least take me to the to the uh, pharmacy to get it? Sure. I drive her there. It's like, you know, as you as most listeners know, it's, it's around fifty dollars. Uh, she goes, you said you buy it. those pills before. Fuck those pills. <laughs> She said, you said you would buy it. I said, yeah, I'm not. Go ahead. You got more money than me. Yeah, fucking buy I, it. I'm going to buy a bitch with your fucking credit card. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, keep shooting. She buys it. Uh, we go back to the hotel room. She pops it. And I said, you know what? You just took that pill. We might as well go again. Fuck it. <laughs> oh, fuck, you cocksucker. You actually went again? Not once, uh, or not twice, but uh, two more times we uh, we fucked that night. So three oh, okay. times total that day. Motherfuckers a sadist. Motherfuckers a sadist. Not every single time I came and I just had that empty sack feeling. I just I had more clarity. I'm like, this is going to be good for me. And remember, I mean, shit, this is six and a half years in. I think it was year four. I almost broke up with her. I came so close, and she. She started with the tears and shit, and I just fucking crumbled. And I was like, nah, I can't fucking do it. So I didn't. I bailed. And so I told myself, you know what? You were thinking about leaving this chick years ago. You know, this is going to be yeah. good for you. And uh, the funny thing is, we switched where I was the manic one wanting her to stay. And she was the stone cold, like, get the fuck out. I'm done. When we got to the hotel room after the third fuck session, she starts and I tell her about the, you know, oh, if you got pregnant, you know, that would be OK with me kind of stuff. She fucking falls apart and just starts hysterically sobbing and shit and saying, why didn't you tell me that? Why didn't you tell me you felt that way? And, you know, this and that. And then I become the stone cold one. I'm just like, you know, what it, it doesn't matter anymore. Whatever. You know, you've obviously moved on. I'm sure you've cheated on me. Like, it is what it is. You're such an asshole. <laughs> you see, yeah. I, hey, hold on. I like how you play chess, motherfucker. You guys see what this motherfucker just did right there? <laughs> he, he wanted her to emotionally fucking break down. What a sick son of a bitch. You fucking sadist fuck. You it wasn't, fucking... wasn't my intention. I, I wasn't playing chess, man. I was so fucked up. My head was spinning. I didn't know what that was going I know, on. I know you were. And, and you know what? So let's let's jump forward a little bit. So, so that's how that went down that night. And it was done, right? You were done at that point. Yeah, yeah, we left uh, the next day, went back to her place. I got all my shit, and uh, yeah. I was again a dick. We we split our TV in half price-wise on Black Friday one year, and I said, you don't even watch TV. I'm taking that fucking TV. Good, no, good for you. That's your fucking TV. Fuck that bitch, man. And she goes, okay, cool. that's fine. And I said, yeah, those nightstands that your mom got us for Christmas? Oh. Yeah, one's mine. I'm taking one. <laughs> my ex-wife tried doing me. She tried, no, fuck that, man. She tried taking, fuck this fucking shit, man, like splitting property motherfucker you ain't married take whatever the fuck you want bitch wants to fucking see you go to small claims you'll win hey fucking anyways don't matter anyway. and we had actually thrown her bed out and used my mattress when we uh, moved into her parents house so yeah. i took that back and so a buddy of mine came over to help me move all the shit out we got a u-haul and he he told me later on he said dude the funniest shit was when you left that room there was one nightstand and a pile of her clothes there sick like, 
You know, you got everything you, you made out better. Got to start from fucking scratch. And uh, this, this is my favorite part where we get to fucking fast forward the tape here a little bit because, uh, <laughs> oh, fuck me. I, I love these closure stories because they always end the fucking same, baby. Uh, well, I'm going to uh, just a couple more minutes and then you can pick up uh, wherever you want to start diving in. But Go the fuck ahead. I want you to get to this shit. So uh, I start crashing at my family's pad after this breakup. And as we talked about and Roki saw, I went into a spiral. I was drinking yeah. shit, 24 to 36 packs of No, I was there for you. And if you don't remember, motherfucker, I was like, why are you drinking over this cunt? Like, why? the fuck are you doing oh yeah i mean my family they they said they could smell the whiskey and the booze through my bedroom door i was drinking so much although i wasn't drinking that much back then i wish i got a fucking bottle off your ass back in those days but go ahead (laughs) the fucking stories uh yeah and within uh less than two weeks i still i saw on facebook she changes her status and starts uh dropping pictures with this new guy and her family's taking pictures with him and it's all fucking happy days over there and it's all kumbaya right oh yeah you know know, i'm sure it's all you know like we said i'm blocked and it's like oh fuck that guy he's a loser you could have you know done way better without him all that kind of shit i tell everyone all the time it doesn't matter what hey when it's over it doesn't matter what the outcome is. If you fucking motherfucker, it doesn't matter if you found the cure for fucking cancer, you're still a fucking prick. All right. <laughs> like, so, fucking, uh, yeah. That's the, the, the very long story to say. Uh, hmm. I, I got left for a janitor. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, hold on. Let's let's okay. Now, now it's my turn. You've done talk for about fucking almost an hour now about this bullshit. And Please go ahead. Robert. I'm going to fucking break it the fuck down up from my from my perspective, like, yeah, you were drinking and doing all that shit. And I, I remember asking you, I was like, why the fuck are you, <clears throat> why are you going through a downward spiral um, for this shit? Is it really worth it? And I remember I asked, I was being serious with you. I was like, is it really fucking worth it? What the fuck did, now I'm going to ask you today on July 25th of 2022, like, what the fuck did you lose out on? Uh, in hindsight, nothing. I, I'm definitely better off in the future. But back then, you know what I was thinking? I was thinking it felt like, uh, to put it in a metaphor, that I had played a video game or something for, for six and a half years. I played the same video game. And then it's like somebody just kicked the plug out of my system and I had to start all over again. And it just that daunting task of having to find someone new I, and start over all that shit, it was very crippling. I, I think what we both have in common, and I don't know if you agree with me or not, Cause I don't give a fuck about the broad or any of the fucking bullshit and the stress and the heartache and the fucking headaches to come with it. I think for me, it's like the most precious commodity in the planet. It's not money. It's not gold. It's fucking time. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, it's not so much like you could take my money. You could take my fucking, uh, some of my assets and my interest. But when you take my fucking time, that's something I'll never get back. But you have to learn how to like, like view that from a different lens. Like, I think the key is you have to be on your A game and realize, yeah, did I really lose time or did I learn from it? And that's what you have to do. Like, dude, look, if you were still in a relationship right now with that fucking twat, we wouldn't (laughs) be on this fucking show right now. True. Very true. We fucking wouldn't be doing half the shit we're doing right now. And I think that like, that's the thing. Like, 
you talked about like her trying to change your career. Like, oh, I think you'd be great doing this. She tried to get you to be a fucking janitor, a fucking shit cleaner. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. She wanted you to clean shit rings out of fucking toilet bowls for a fucking <laughs> living. And yeah, you know, some people might say, oh, well, that's a great job, kid. You're working for the fucking school district and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. X, Y, and fucking Z. But are they fucking doing it? No. And that's another thing I wanted to talk about. For all the listeners out there, if you guys have dreams of doing something and someone look at you're always going to run into people that are like naysayers, like, oh, you should go and apply at such and such. Me and this guy, we fucking had to deal with that shit as kids. The elders used to tell us, oh, why don't you guys go work at Comcast? That's a great job. And like all the time. Yeah, we hear this shit from like all the old folks. And it's like they're like living in the past. I mean, and I'm not no offense to elderly people. We might have some 70 year old fucking fans tuning into this shit, right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just fucking saying like, that's living in the past. Like sure. At one time, like working for Comcast might've been a great fucking career, but come on, dude, there's people working at fucking McDonald's. Now that are making a killing. You know what I mean? Like all I'm trying to say is do whatever makes you happy. Don't do something because someone else wants you to fucking do it because if they really wanted it, they would fucking do it themselves. Oh yeah. I think we're all afraid to fucking like, we, we all care about perceptions. Like people that like, Oh, people are going to view us this way and they don't like us. Hell today. I'm going to be fucking real with y'all. I went and saw that fucking Elvis movie and this dude I was chilling with. Like he was just making a joke. I know he was, he's like, Oh yeah, I have this guy do my work. Like he's my bitch. And I'm like, motherfucker you're the way look you're the motherfucker that's fucking giving me free fucking meals giving me money so who's pimping who motherfucker you're the one giving me the fucking money bitch like you know what i'm saying like (laughs) you can't you can't give a fuck what people think about you is what i'm trying to say or fucking talk about you because the moment you start caring about other people's goals and living other people's dreams you're fucking losing that life this guy almost lost his life over this fucking bitch they fucking wanted him to be a shit cleaner. And look at <laughs> her new fucking dude she's with. Just so y'all know, he's not. I don't give a fuck what she told this motherfucker. I'm here to tell you right now. I've cross-examined this motherfucker. <laughs> he ain't nothing like this motherfucker. He ain't fucking tall like he is. He's fucking bald. He's got gap fucking teeth. <laughs> he looks like fucking. Uh, he looks like fucking that dude from American History X. That fat motherfucking bald dude. What the fuck is <laughs> that dude's name? What Seth? Yeah, fucking Seth. He looks like fucking Seth, motherfucker. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, hey, if you think he, fucking, if you think he's fucking uh, like looking like this guy or talking like this guy, bitch, you're fucking. You need to go get some medicine or some shit. That's what I would say. Go see, a, <laughs> go see a motherfucking psychiatrist, all right? <laughs> Fuck. At least at the end of the day, uh, it was about two years later. Uh, I got the last. Uh, last laugh because uh her very attractive blonde friend uh actually came to visit me in uh southern california where i was living at the time and i said well, hey why don't you come stay with me yeah you can crash at my pad she goes oh that'd be great yeah it'd be nice oh, to yeah see you. a familiar face so uh she comes over and i take her to a couple bars we go bar hopping i'm doing shots of whiskey we're drinking beer and having a good old time and we oh, get yeah. back home play some beer pong and I whisper in her ear, hey, can I kiss you? And uh, she she gets this big-ass grin in her face. She goes, hold that thought. And we go upstairs, and it's on, man. Oh, it's on like donkey cow. I mean, I was shaking pictures off the fucking wall. I mean, my headboard was slamming. Oh, it was you, a great night. 
you're making that fucking bedrock, motherfucker. I remember you called me up that night. <laughs> oh yeah. And you know, her 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 friend just you know told me the next morning as I was making her breakfast and shit. Uh you know, oh, I never thought you guys were that great together. And you know, oh yeah, this new guy she's with, she she brought him over, and yeah, he creeped me out. He kept trying to like hug me and stuff. I got a real creepy vibe off him, all this shit. So, no, here's yeah. a, look, look. He's great. Yeah, and that's the whole fucking dude. That's the whole point I'm trying to make, though. It's like people don't fuck, and that that goes to show you right there. I've I've said it on how many fucking episodes now. Yeah, that was his uh, ex's like best fucking friend, by the way, for, for years. So so for all y'all ladies out there saying like, oh, this is my best friend, such you ain't got no motherfucking friends, all right. That's the second uh, set of friends I fucked. Yeah. This this motherfucker, yeah, he's my relative, but I consider him one of my best friends. And uh, you know, and, and trust me, a couple of his fucking, you know, they he he's got a pretty good catalog. Maybe not so much now. A couple of them <laughs> fucking expired and fucking moved on by now. But, <laughs> hey, I, as much as tempting as it was, I I never fucking picked up any of his fucking leftovers, right? Uh, yeah, we always had each other's back. Exactly, and, and you know what? Let's talk about that for a minute, man. Like, I, I like how I brought this up to you before, but like, you've shown me like, dude, we made fucking collages of like our exes then and fucking now, and it's like I challenge anyone out there to do that. Like, I've had I met a couple fucking cock boys out there. Like, <clears throat> oh, I don't care. I've been married now for so long, and I'm happy. It's like, dude, no, seriously. Would you rather have the 21-year-old version of your fucking wife? Or would you rather have her right now at fucking, like, whatever she is, like, 35? Like, you got to ask. You got to be fucking serious with your fucking self here, you know? Like, <laughs> uh, Yeah, I agree with that. And I also, for, you know, the listeners, I will add, of course, there is an element of uh, love and acceptance in every relationship. And if you want this woman to be the mother of your children and she has kids she puts on some weight what yeah dude it's not going to make me love her any less if i'm in that situation but uh yeah of course if i could snap my fingers and make her look like she was when she was 21 of course i fucking would fuck but, man no and like that's the problem though i think a lot of guys are self-doubters like i love her no matter what it's like do you fucking really did you not hear it look everyone needs to rewind this episode <laughs> and listen to everything this man has said up to this point like the fucking incident where like he got done dirty after how many years were you with your ex? It was like almost eight, right? Six and a half. There you go. Almost seven. The lucky number seven. Uh-huh. You know what? You ain't going to get them seven years back. I hate to tell you that, but that's okay. That's all hey, right. Like you said, I had a lot of great times with her. I mean, I love that girl and you know, I felt she loved me. We, we had a lot of laughs together. She, you know, a lot of great qualities she still has, I'm sure. And so yeah, it's but, not but a let me, total loss. Okay. But let me ask you a serious question here. Yeah. You right now, as I look at you with them fucking green lights that the audience <laughs> can't see in your fucking background, That's you right. look like you're in a spaceship motherfucker. <laughs> you right now with that fucking hat on them earmuffs and shit. Uh-huh. If you were to walk into a room and your ex right now in this moment, the way you've seen she looks now, would you go up and talk to her? Uh, yeah, you had to think about that, motherfucker. That's what I thought. Not, was, well, wait, 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 wait. Let me ask you. <laughs> let me ask you a question. Are you are you asking me if I didn't know her previously? Yeah, yeah. you don't know her at okay. all. Okay, okay, okay. That's what I was thinking about. Uh, no. Exactly. No. 
Yeah. No, it's it's the truth. And I'm tired of fucking look. Looks aren't everything. And I'm not fucking a shallow motherfucker. No, definitely I not. just I just think that if you had a choice, what would you choose? You know, like oh for sure. I mean, and I will say, you know, just to defend myself, I will take a, a chick who looks like a six that can hysterically make me laugh. Laughter is such a turn on for me. I'll take a six who can make me laugh over a nine with no personality any fucking day. So it's definitely not all about looks. But yeah, I definitely hear what you're saying, man. I mean, it is in the in the beginning. You're attracted to somebody's looks. I mean, let's fucking say it. Let's be real. Let's That's just the be first real. Thing. It's the first thing you see on somebody. Of course, you have to be attracted to them. Right. Um, but I'm just tired. Like, sorry to cut you off, but the like we said, the the bait and switch. This whole let me, you know, do everything to attract you, and then once I have you, I fall out of warranty and look like a bag lady. (laughs) No, no, it's it's. I think it's safe to say, when people get comfortable, they start settling down. Yeah, I mean, like I did too. I no, we all do. We all fucking do. It's not. It's natural, but like, you know. It's sad that like, see, like, I feel like we can still fucking go in this era, but like when we look at, I feel like our exes are like, have already hit their fucking apex. When you made that collage, that was a, that was a real eye opener, <laughs> motherfucker. And like, when you do those side by sides of your fucking exes, like those fucking like four, four photos of then and now it was like. God, I almost fucking barfed. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I was just really shocked, man. And and I sent these pictures to Roki. It wasn't supposed to be some malicious immaturity or whatever. I was just like, wow, man. I, I can't believe how much they've changed. You, you know, time. I I thought that that was just going to be a little cool experiment. I thought I was fucking with you when I told you that, but when you actually did it, I was like, wow. All right. Well, um, for all the listeners out there, if you've been in a fucking 15 year relationship. Or longer, or maybe no, fuck that. F- five years and longer. I'll even go further. Five years and longer. Find a fucking find, <laughs> find a picture of your fucking your current person or your ex person. Fucking uh, when you first met them, and then find a picture of them now and put them side by side. You fucking you'll be fucking staggered, stunned, awestruck, fucking <laughs> awestruck, fucking amazed. <laughs> But like I said, I'll, I'll own my side of the street as well. I mean, I've seen pictures of myself when I was with this ex years ago. And I'm just like, man, I, I just didn't look my best back then. And uh, I, and I think you're right. I got comfortable. I, guys do it too. Yeah, guys do it too. But the crazy thing is, man, like we don't fucking, we don't fucking deteriorate. You know? <laughs> no, no. It's this saying that, you know, it's sad, but it's kind of true that women age like grapes and men age like wine. It's kind of true. And I'll give you a celebrity example. If uh, listeners out there and Roki, if you've ever seen this, Google this shit. Type in young Robert Downey Jr. when he was like 25 years old. Look at him then and then look at him when he's goddamn Tony Stark and tell me which is the better looking guy. <laughs> he looks better when he's 55 than he does when he's 25. I hey, if- <laughs> oh, five. I'm, I, I don't know. I might go watch some Iron Man after this fucking show is over now. It's just true. I've seen it, man. Men, they, they need time to kind of grow into themselves and women peak at like, you know, whatever, 21, 25. I, I think that, you know, I think a lot of that has to do with like, that's why, you know, I, I argue, I think that they're younger years, like when they're like, you know, like 19, between 19 and fucking 21. 
is like the best fucking years. No, I say 19 to 25. Fuck that. Yeah. Cause you know, once you pass, time. once you pass that magical number of 25, it's like, it's over. Like just, you reach your apex, you're fucking done, man. <laughs> And I mean, you know, let's say that too. It's not across the board. I mean, I've seen some from some beautiful, whatever, 33 year olds, 34 year olds. I mean, I'm sure I'd still hook up with shit, a 40 year old if she was attractive enough. But yeah, you know, uh, you know what? The high percentage of beauty, yeah, it's in 18 to 25. That's sure. that shit's a fucking turn off to me, though, dude. Like, I, I don't know how you feel about that. Like, I'm not into the whole. Oh, I'm the cool mom, and I still got it at 50 fucking years old. Fuck, that shit's <laughs> gross. That shit turns me the fuck off. I mean, hey, maybe some people are into that shit. It's just I'm not, you know? I, dude, I don't have anything against, like, uh, hooking up with a mom, but, like, you got to have, like, uh, your kids got to be grown and, like, out of the house. Like, I'm not, nah, I can't I can't do it with your kids in the house. That's just too much. That's just fucking gnarly, I know, huh? You're not going to. Well. Yeah. I've been in some crazy shit on some of my internet fucking experiences before. You know? <laughs> oh, I know you have. Well, I woke up in a couple of fucking rooms and I felt like I was in a Saw movie. Like, <laughs> where the fuck am I? <laughs> Get me the fuck out of here. Oh, yeah. During that that uh, bender of uh, shit six months to a year where I was just drinking every day, not even eating any food after this breakup, I started having one night stands and hookups and I started having some of that shit too, waking up and saw movies like, oh, fuck, dude, this bitch has guinea pigs and dogs. It smells like shit. Let's get the fuck out. (laughs) No, I I feel like, you know what, though, like you, you know, a part of that breakup, like people were thinking like, oh, you're just a bitter motherfucker telling old war stories. It's like, no, motherfucker, look, I've changed. I'm pretty sure. Matter of fact, if I was a betting man, I would be willing to fucking go all in and put my chips on the table and safely say I can bet that your ex, when she moved on to this motherfucker, told him all this bullshit about you to make you seem like the biggest prick on planet Earth. I guarantee fucking it. Oh, I'm sure. I, I guarantee it. Because that's, dude, that's all these fucking bitches do is talk their fucking stupid shit. Um, you're the reason why they haven't been able to move on in life and fucking become something better. <laughs> it's like, really? I've been out of your life now for fucking how many years, motherfucker? Like, oh yeah, she eventually uh during those uh drinking she, she, years. She she eventually shaved the side of her head and looked like a fucking android from one of the Terminator <laughs> movies. Yeah, I fucking know. Hey, I you know, dude, honestly. I'm not holding a grudge. I wish her all the best. I'm I'm a better man for it. I and I, you know, yeah. honestly, if she ever listens to this, I thank her for doing it because I like myself a lot more now than I did back then. And yeah, that's I'm not because that. I was with her. I'm just saying, you know, I was a different person back then. And I and you, you saw that shit. My whole family and friends uh, circles, man, they all said the same shit after the breakup. They go, man, it's you again. Like, you know, we haven't oh, seen yeah. this guy in years. <laughs> no, we haven't. And uh. Shout out to uh, there, there's one particular band out there that I want to give a shout out to that made it that helped help us make it through your hard times. And I remember uh, when this motherfucker was going through his drinking phase, there's a little band out there from the East Bay called the Spanktomania. What are they called? The uh, no Spanktomania, it was spasmatic. <laughs> <fucking spank-to-maniac. laughs> That's another story I got to talk about. That was that was some other rapper I knew. Sorry, the spasmatics. <laughs> <laughs> 
these motherfuckers they cover like 80 songs they're like this corny band and like one of the fucking singers like wears like this like uh what is it like a like a, a bicycle space, helmet like a space helmet yeah yeah <laughs> and uh they're the greatest band but i remember him and i we went we used to go bar hopping and like we would always listen to the spasmatics you know they're actually pretty big now last time i saw them they were up in fucking reno oh we might have to uh do another reunion and see him they're moving on up like the jefferson's motherfucker but uh this guy right here man i definitely have to thank the hell out of him he he helped me through that time He, he made lots of trips to where i was living at the time and it was definitely out of his way and you know, you were there, you always been there for me, Roke. Well, see, because the way I view it is like I was in a relationship at the time you were going through your breakup, and like I remember he used to fight. Everyone always used to tell me that like you're still in a relationship, but you actually because like here's the here's the crazy thing. I knew my time was gonna come one day. Like I knew that I always had this philosophy, and I still do. That like nothing is is permanent in this world. We're all gonna expire. Everything's gonna fucking come and go, and um, everything under under the sun is futile. Like we're not gonna be permanent. So like, why the fuck would I sit here and put all my time and energy into thinking about this woulda coulda shoulda bullshit? Like, hey, I had a great time with my ex, and we had a long, pretty. I would say well-off relationship but i knew that that time was gonna come eventually and when it did kumbaya i hope that that person's off doing a better thing but like i said once again you know 25 is that magic number i mean i've done a side-by-side i'm like oh fuck no <laughs> like uh next can i find another 21 year old out there that uh, you know yeah I mean, again, I, you know, I wish all my exes the best in life. I'm not holding a grudge. You guys do you. Be happy. But, yeah, I'm better off uh, over here on this side of the table. Hey, so. now, now I understand. You know, I, I said it last week on the on the show. I'm a big wrestling fan. Now I know, what, now I know why fucking uh, Ric Flair, the nature boy, always <laughs> used to say in his promos, if you're between the ages of 19 and 25 and you want to take a ride on Space Mountain, baby, woo! <laughs> <laughs> then come on over and see the nature boy. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're in our early 30s now, and I don't give a shit what anybody thinks. I have no uh, problem dating a, a 20-year-old, 21-year-old. I don't give a shit. If anybody thinks, oh, that's gross. Yeah, I don't give yeah, a shit. It, it's gross because they... They don't have what those 21-year-olds have. That's why it's fucking gross. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, here's the thing. Who gives a fuck? They're adults. It's legal. Yeah. Like, what are you worried about? You know what? There's too many haters out there, man. And the hate and bullshit needs to stop. We got haters hating on... Dude, there's a hater on every aspect of your life, whether it's your career, whether it's your relationship, whether it's fucking... And it's all stupid little petty shit too. It's like, what are you hating for? Because I'm trying to actually do something. Like I said, folks, if you're out there listening, if someone's, if you ever feel like someone's holding you back from anything in life, I don't care what it is you find. Just remember, there's always a way through and past that motherfucker. Just find your knee, find your way through it. Yeah. It just don't let anybody stop you on your quest to find happiness in any aspect of your life. It's not even happy, just, just don't let anyone stop you at all. Just fucking, if you got to do, 
if you unless you're doing something fucked up disclaimer yeah i was just gonna <laughs> say don't hurt yourself or anybody else don't hurt yourself or others harm. don't do no bodily yeah. fucking harm now you know yeah but, you know go out there if someone's telling you like hey you can't do that because you're not ready for that yet or like i think you should be doing this fuck them dude what do they know they think you should be doing this like unless they can demonstrate that they actually can fucking prove to you why it's good for you and they have like numbers that can prove that you're going to be successful then fuck them dude they're not you got to cut life coaches out of your life man that's the number i remember didn't i tell you that oh yeah you told me that years ago i told you that shit we got so many life coaches in our family that like tell us these gunslinger stories about how they were fucking going through this hardship or that hardship and it's like you gotta cut once you once you sorry, cut life, sorry, I got to cut you off right there real quick. Uh, I just want to preface this by uh, saying not my immediate family, extended family, always life coaching the shit out of both of us. So go ahead. Yeah. No. Once you get once you cut the life coaches out of your life, fuck, there's, you're unstoppable. You can do anything you fucking want to do. And can't no one say anything about that. And that's the glory of it. Like once you cut the life coaches, fuck enjoy life and live it up to the fullest but um i was talking about finding happiness earlier and i mean that in every aspect of life i mean whether it's relationship job uh hobby i mean look at us you know like we said we started this podcast we've been talking about for shit probably over seven years and it makes both of us happy and you know if anybody doesn't like it fuck off don't listen right uh dude i I think i I think i was you know what's crazy i looked at the uh um the original logo we created for this podcast i think i was still in a relationship when fucking <laughs> I, think and, you were. I i think i've made that point if i was in a relationship right now this shit would not be possible i'm not saying you have to be fucking like miserable and single and like not happy um but be single and happy if, if you if you can i mean if you're in a relationship then be in a relationship and be fucking happy but don't do something that's unfair if you're fucking partner in your relationship if it's all about them get the fuck out that's a selfish motherfucker and they're just trying to make you miserable like they are you ever yeah. go to a party and you're with this person because it's their party they want to take you to and they're like oh honey go out and drink with my family and shit why they want to throw you in a room with a bunch of random motherfuckers fuck that you want you want to commiserate with people you don't give a fuck about i'd rather drink with this guy at least i'm drinking with people i actually give a fuck about you know (laughs) right yeah i mean always if you're going to be in a relationship just try to find someone who who will lift you up and support you in anything you want to do uh i mean again all on my side of the street and for years when i was with that ex i talked about doing everything under the sun from being a cop to join the military just you know whatever it was and she was always like yeah go do it and like you you talked about in a previous episode i was one of those guys i've always been afraid of failure i've just been waiting i i I got hit with so many life coaches in my life of mike you should do this you should do that you know you should do something with your life that i thought the minute i tried something and didn't like it or failed and bailed they'd be like oh you're a fucking loser we knew you would do that and so I was just like, well, why deal with that? I'm just not going to do anything. Fuck Dude, it. let's, I'll do you one better. I, you know, you want to talk about that ex and I'm not bashing her. Uh, I got nothing against her, but I'll never forget that. There was one fucking night in particular I want to bring up on the air and I'm going to, you know, make the story quick because I'm not trying to get into gunslinger stories on the fucking air right now. <laughs> no, I know um, where this is going. No, there was one night where 
uh, I was going to get married and I wanted to fucking go out and kind of, you know, I never had a bachelor party or did any of this kind of shit. So me and this dude, fucking, he's like, yeah, I'll go out with you. Fuck it. You know, we went out drinking and uh, he was, I think he, you just started dating her around this time. Didn't you? I was with her for at least a year, year and a half. So yeah. It's crazy because this guy, he was with his ex through both of my fucking relationships. Go figure. <laughs> uh, anyways, I was, I was, I was going to get married and, uh, we went to our favorite bar we talked about on episode one where like the motherfuckers like passed out in front of anyways, but they're running up the tab, getting, getting a good buzz going. And I remember this guy, this guy, we fucked up, you know, we were like rookie drinkers and like, yeah, he started out with booze. Then he switched. Then we switched up to like whiskey. I think we started switching it up to Jack. I drank, I mean, I was mixing everything. I was drinking uh, Heineken, Blue Moon. Yeah. And I was sipping your Jack uh, or your Jack he, and Cokes. And I was ordering shit under the sun, man. I was he was fucked everything. up. He was fucked up. So uh, we ended up leaving. I blacked out. I don't even remember leaving. Yeah, he don't even remember that part. So we left the bar. I think I started making out with the fucking bartender, did I? <laughs> <laughs> I remember you offering her a hundred dollars for a shot after the 2 a.m. last call, and she uh, rejected your ass. <laughs> oh, she, she was gorgeous. She gave me a kiss though. Oh, she did. Yeah, sweet thing. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> fucking uh no, fucking so we left, and uh I remember this mother, he was fucked up. Like he pulled over. We we're not driving, by the way. So anyone thinks we're drinking it, we weren't driving. We had, we had designated drivers and uh, he was, he was in the car in front of me and he pulls over and he's fucking just, it's like the exorcist. This motherfucker's got like a water fountain coming out of his mouth. He's just regurgitating <laughs> fucking. Like, I, the fuck? I told, I was told that I uh, let the driver know that I was going to puke. Uh, I, he pulled over, I opened the door and I fell out of the car and hit my face on the cement is what I was told. Was yeah. Good. He looked like a fucking faucet. And then I remember uh, <laughs> we got to his house. He fucking his, he was like Gumby at this fucking point, barely made it up his fucking stairs. Cause he had stairs. He had to climb to get to his front door. And uh, I remember he fucking just ate it right when he walked through the door and he had like them, uh, like those like hardwood floors, like right when he walked in. Yeah. He just fucking ding. And I was like, Oh fuck. He's out. Cause I can't move. I can't fucking move. I'm like, oh fuck. So we got him up to his bed, and I stood the night. I had work the next day, but I stood the night because I care about this. I, I care about him. You know, I want to make sure he's all right. So the next morning, I made sure he was breathing. First of all, ran to the store. I got him some fucking. I got him some uh, some Gatorade, some fucking electrolytes, some waters, some soup. You know, I took care of this fucking dude. And oh, what yeah. does that fucking cunt do? Excuse my language. You know, I'm about <laughs> this. She calls him up. And I'm talking about his ex, by the way. And she goes, I fucking don't even want to see you right now. Blah, blah, blah. And your cousin's a fucking prick. And I remember I was like, you know what, <laughs> bitch? If I was such a fucking prick. Where the fuck is your bitch ass? You supposedly love this man and you, you're gonna you want to marry his ass, so you say you fucking twat. You they're <laughs> fucking what five minutes away? Why don't you bring your fucking happy ass down here? And you know, I, I'm sorry, that's the bitter part of me coming out, but it's like, you know, fuck you. You want to sit here and talk all this fucking shit, but yet you can't fucking show up. And and you know what? That part that part always kills me on the inside because that's how I felt with my exes. God forbid something ever happened to me. 
You think they'd have the fucking audacity if I ended up in the hospital or fucking worse fucking something happened to me? You think they would call my family and let them know what the fuck's going on? You guys have, look, anyone in a relationship, you got to ask these kind of questions because it's serious shit. If you love your family, but you love your fucking, your, your woman or your man or whatever at the same time, do you have to ask yourself, do you think they're going to fucking be there to make that emergency call? God forbid, if something ever happened to you. Or like you said, even be there for you in general to, to help your ass out. I mean, this guy, dude, he, you helped me in the goddamn shower, man. That's how yeah. fucked up I was the next day. And she all, I had the worst hangover of my life the next day. And I'm answering texts from her saying, I'm so mad at you. I'm not even going to talk to you. Hey, I don't want to see you. yourself, blah, blah. bitch. I'm just like, wow, thanks for making this situation even worse for me. But this guy was here for me. He got me a greasy ass burger from what Burger King or some That's shit. Right. Gatorade helped me in the shower. Like you were the sweetest fucking dude. You've always been there for me. So yeah. That's fucking right. And I still am here for all the I'm that motherfucker for all you motherfuckers. All right. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I'm I'm telling you, we're in a time right now where people don't got heroes anymore. Roki's that motherfucking hero, baby. I'm here for y'all. Oh, now you got to play. I need a hero right now. Well, I hope you all enjoyed it. We're going to wrap it up here. Um, I just want to give everyone, you know, a a quick, uh, like, debrief of where we're going to be going. Got some good news. Uh, It looks like we're going to start moving towards getting guests on the show. Hell yeah. Um, Want to thank you to everyone who subscribed, who subscribed and is going to continue to share this episode with their family, friends, and loved ones, and continue to share the love. And hopefully, we'll get more subscribers. We're going to be working on getting merchandise in the near future. And tonight, we're going to figure out how to fucking work it to be on <laughs> iTunes. It's been pissing us <laughs> so, off so bad. This cast will be on iTunes, everyone, in the dear near future. So I want to thank everyone once again tuning in fuck this was a great episode i felt good i'm all fucking pumped up right now but, yeah it was a lot of but, fun man i hope my misery uh somebody else can learn from it man yeah but unfortunately we gotta we gotta let y'all go till next week all right so hang in there we'll be back and uh we'll be back with some more good stories some good laughs and some new guests we're gonna switch it up every week the show will never be the same and don't forget uh like i just said I'm that motherfucker for all y'all motherfuckers. All right, Roki's your hero, baby. Count you're always my you're always my hero, bitch. I'm always your hero. <laughs> all right. Everyone all right, have thanks. a good night. Be safe out there. Have a good week. It's Monday. Yay. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening, guys. Peace. Thanks for listening. Peace. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check us out on Instagram. It's on the download podcast. Or email us at onthedownlowcast at gmail.com. Like what you just heard? Be sure to subscribe and tune in weekly to our episodes on Spotify.